0: Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Dre, Crazy Crockett a.k.a. Andres Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, folks. Brought to you by nobody, only the three people out there who are listening. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all your hard work and listening to your ears and opening your mind up a little bit. I want to say thanks to uh, my buddy here, Sean.
1: Hey, it's always great to be here and invited to another great talk. It is
0: Sunday morning.
1: It was a nice brisk morning this morning. It was 56 degrees. Uh, We went out for coffee this morning at the Lantern. And before we talk about sports, we should talk about fucking etiquette um, (laughs) at a restaurant or anything. Um, Let's
0: talk about our pet peeves about sound and noise. Common
1: sense. So first of all, we got there. And we had a a nice, wonderful lady behind the, the, yeah, you know, cash register, counter. And, you know, she was really patient with us because we didn't know what we want, especially when we went to order breakfast. But anyway, coffee was good. I tried something new. But originally, we were the only first ones there. We got there at like 8.05. And five minutes later, an individual showed up. And this is not a race card, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're African-American, Latino, Puerto Rican, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, whatever, right? I mean, this guy was either Vietnamese, Korean, or Japanese at the time, but it's just the point of being etiquette. So there's only three people in there other than the lovely hostess or waitress, right? And the music was perfectly moderate toned that you could still have an enjoyable conversation about anything. Um,
0: they had Nora Jones on the radio or their podcast. I mean, on their, uh, and John their, Mayer. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like well, Nora Jones.
1: If anyone that's not been to the local shop, the lantern, it's right downtown kitty corner to, you know, it's on mm,
0: commerce and Oak street.
1: There you go. And it's a nice little setup. It brings you back to this little Boston atmosphere or whatever. Yep. Um, they have some chair, nice chairs down there, but they also have tables, uh, and then you can even be up at the top. They have a couple of chairs also.
0: Yeah, it could be a good setup for a like an acoustic guitarist.
1: And it's also, I mean, if you just want to meet your buddy or a first date option. But so, today was just... Well,
0: let's put it this way. So the guy comes in and he takes out his headphone set. And then he's probably making a long distance. Um, Face to face contact with his mom or his dad or brothers or sisters or, wh- or whoever, however, whenever you have your headphones set on and you try and you listen to your, the conversation that person that they, that that this Vietnamese person or Asian person was having, he didn't like have any comp- uh, common sense or comprehension that he was speaking louder than what he was uh, believed to be, so. I guess in some ways, if you wear if you, if you, if you wear headphones and you're having a conversation with somebody, realize that you're a lot louder than what you can. To actually put
1: it be. into perspective, it would be like if you're a sports fan and you were on a baseball field, and I was a third baseman, and Andre was the first baseman, and we made a great play. Like I stopped it, and then maybe I threw a shitty thing, and he snagged it, and I yelled across the f- fucking diamond. Like, that's what it was, yelling 90 feet away and still being loud and obnoxious, like to the point that even that we were in the basement, I'm pretty sure that the lady upstairs, the sweetheart, could hear what the hell he was saying. But no one could understand it because it was in Vietnamese or Japanese or Korean. And once again, this is not pulling the race card. I don't care if you're white, black. Mexican, Puerto Rican. If you are having a loud conversation over a phone, no one wants to hear that whole conversation. And maybe it would have been okay for ten minutes, but he was still having the conversation when we got to to leave well, he was at nine ten. It was an hour.
0: Yeah, he was having a conversation for a very long time, for at least a half an hour. However, what I am saying though is, if you have headphones on, you have to realize that what you are saying with your headphones. And you can't actually hear what you're saying. You're actually louder than, than what you are. So be considerate around your surroundings. Understand that other people came to a coffee shop to study, to read, to uh, have a conversation with somebody that they love or like or enjoy their time with. And they just don't need for people to to have a sit-down on a face-to-face contact on your f- on their phone and and ha- using your outdoor voice, and basically that's what it was. He was using his outdoor voice, and he doesn't. And he didn't realize he was using it, and he's inside. So, regardless of that, let's talk about it's sports. It's a beautiful
1: day. I mean, it looks like it's going to be in the 80s. It was a nice brisk morning, and uh, we're ready for sports.
0: So, guess what, folks? Guess what? Max Scherzer has left New York, New York, the Mets.
1: This is another former Tiger.
0: Yeah, he goes everywhere. He's a traveling this was man. This is like a
1: fifth team, I want to say. Nationals, Tigers, he, he's Dodgers, Mets, Texas. He,
0: he's a journeyman. He doesn't. In baseball now, you just don't have that loyal uh, teammate or team or player that sticks on your team unless you're a Detroit Tigers and carry on in a retirement session for Mel Cabrera. Again, Mel Cabrera is uh, a former Marlins. He had two for four or two for three yesterday. So. Good for him, but let's talk about Max. Why did Max did not – why did he choose to leave?
1: Because the Mets are a debacle, and uh, it's the ho- second-highest pay- payroll, and they could not even even get in the playoff hunt. I think they're still 10 games back of the playoff hunt.
0: But let's think about this. You have one bad year because you're closer. Blew his arm.
1: Yeah, Diaz is one of the best closers, yes. So,
0: in technically – you get Verlander to show up just for the reason of having two monstrous pitchers in there. They're the like album. best friends, yeah. Yeah, and, the, I mean, you have one bad year. Baseball, you can have a bad year. And the next year, you can have a great year. So, I've
1: Baltimore Orioles is an example of that.
0: Yeah, but I still think, in some ways, I think uh, New York Mets kind of cut their ties a little bit too early to see. Maybe Diaz isn't going to be ready next year. Maybe that's what hypothetically, what I would think that that's the reason why they let him go. Because they know they're not going, Diaz might not come back next year. So you have two big-time roster guys in there. And to be honest with you, Verlander should be, even be considering wanting to leave now too. Because you're going to finish the rest of your career or the rest of the season in New York, you now have no potential to go anywhere. So you think you should stay? No, Verlander should leave.
1: Yeah, ship. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because if if Diaz isn't ready next year, and is already gone, Verlander is a pitcher that if you're a team that can get to Verlander within the first three innings, the first two innings, you're you're golden to have a chance to beat him. But he becomes a better
1: pitcher along the way. So we all know New York is one of the toughest places to play, right? I mean, yeah. if you're a Yankee or if you're a Met, it's like we want to win now. We want to make the playoffs. If we don't make it to at least the American or National League. It's an absolute failure. Well, the Mets need to at least figure out to get to the playoffs. The problem is that division just keeps getting better Mm -hmm. other than the Washington Nationals. I mean, the Marlins are one and a half out of the last wild card. You know they're going to have two teams from that. I mean, the Braves are the best team in Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. and then the Phillies are probably going to make it. And the Marlins might sneak in. So them sailing ship, like you said – yeah, is I mean, they're going to be doing a whole restart over again next year too because they're not going to have pitching, and you can't win with just hitting. That's proven with the San Diego Padres.
0: And the Yankees of the past. Yeah. So, so what, all right, let's talk about where Verlander could go. Would you go to the Padres? Would you? I mean, the Padres. You're not
1: going to go to a team that can't make the playoffs this year.
0: Well, I mean, the guy. Well, you know, it's funny I said that because you told me that Soto is on a trading block. Too,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: what does that say about that team, or what does that say about Soto himself? Is he not a team player? Is he just kind of like, is he a big guy with a big bat but can't make contact with the ball? That's something that that he looks really athletic and he's really in fit, but he may not even be able. To, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. So I mean, what
1: about Verlander to, you know, somebody like the. Diamondbacks, yeah, the Reds, good. the Brewers, or this is this is where I'm 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 going out for a stretch here. Yeah. These are two. Yeah. I'm saving my last statement because we talked about for a second here. Okay. How about the Cubs? Cubs, that'd be kind cool because right. the Cubs are the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now. One eight in a row. Correct. They are not going to sell anymore. Nope. Stroman is off the market. Steel is off the market Bollinger is off the market yeah. I mean No one Is on the market That'd be kind I of think Because cool. be, they are They are officially Three back from the division now Yeah And Four back of the wild card, Or three It's like three and three In each one Yeah So but be You pick up a Verlander Yep yeah.
0: Hmm That'd be Wow well, that'd be kind of cool For Verlander Because I would If I was a baseball player And I wish I was That'd be one of those teams that I would like to play for. I just would. Even if I was a bullpen guy, and they said, "Yo, well, you're only going to p- well, pitch every three games because your arm sucks, but you have a hell of a curveball.
1: Or he goes back home to Houston. He goes back.
0: Yeah, I think, well, when I say home, I would say Detroit. But for him, it would make better sense for him to go to the Astros because he knows that organization. He knows – Things around that circle, he understands how to wrap his finger around the system. Already one two, yeah. So why wouldn't you go back to your more comfort place to be? Is the Astros, but I do like the idea of him going to the Cubs. The
1: Cubs need one more pitcher, and if they don't go after.
0: so does the New York Yankees. They don't go
1: after Verlander. Somebody's got to go after Dylan Cease. But I don't know if the the Cubs will go. I don't know if the White Sox will trade to their side. I'm
0: going to say something about Cease in a minute. But could you imagine if the Mets traded Verlander to the Yanks?
1: It'd be just like Dylan Cease going to the Cubs.
0: Yeah, but that's just crazy. Think about this. Think about this. The Yankees actually need a pitcher, too. They're, pretty, they're starting five isn't that great. So then. You only have Cole, right? Cole's the only person in New York Yankee. Well, field. Servanio,
1: but he it's only has one done.
0: Yeah. But still, think about that. And and the thing is, the Yankees have power. Here's, okay. And they have Little League Baseball field. So when you're at home, you got judges back.
1: Because we're going to transition to this. If the Yankees had the opportunity, which pitcher would you take? Would you take the old man, Verlander, which has experience? Mm-hmm. Would you take, even though he's 6-7, and seven, Blake Snell, the best ERA in Major League Baseball. That's crazy. Best ERA in Major League Baseball. The only reason he can't. He, usually when he's out there, he either doesn't have the run support or oh, the yeah. bullpen. Or, no, timeout. Or the bullpen blows the fucking game. His yeah. ERA is under three. It's like a 2.77. Which, once again, his age is probably about the same age as Verlander LeBerry. Or do you go with the young guy, Dylan Cease? Like, which pitcher would you want on your team? All right, All right let's think about this. Experience?
0: If, if the Yankees... Best ERA no, no, or let, youngest?
1: Well, no, let's think about this. Think about this.
0: If the Yankees think that they, that they can win the World Series... This year, next year, you go with Verlander. So that you only have to have a two-year contract. If you think that you have to have played another three or four years, then you would go – I will probably go to Cease. Okay. Over Snell. You know why? Because Snell has the tendency to not to be able to pitch at all that well. But even though he hasn't had the the supporting cast of the offense, you made a point out that when he got huge contract after he played for the Marlins – Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. When he went to San Diego, he didn't do that good. He's he not shit, right? But he hasn't had a supporting cast. But regardless of that, and the bullpen kind of sucks. But you do, <laughs> But you kind of make a good point, though. Snail, with Snail. Well, if Snail goes to the Yankees with a better bullpen, he's going to get that support. Which all three of these pitchers could probably go to to the Yankees. But I would all three almost, of
1: these pitchers getting let's clarify this too. all three of these pitchers, If they go to a team that is within six games yeah. of making either the wild card or six games of winning a division mm-hmm. can turn a program around. Yeah. Like can turn down around, turn the reds around the Cubs, the Marlins, the Braves, well, the Braves don't need any more. But I mean, they're they number could. one, but they could.
0: They why? Well, well, hey, I'm talking about you. the, or, or the Phillies, yeah, the that, diamondbacks. That, yeah. All right. This is why I would it's say. Giants. This is why I would go with the Braves for Verlander. He doesn't have to be the A guy, the ace of the team. He can go in there and do his thing. It's a big baseball field, it's not a home run derby. The Braves have a bunch of hidden, hidden guys. So if they can make a legitimate great run, and they probably will make that great run this year and next year for sure, you sign Verlander knowing that Verlander is only going to play there for two years, and then he'll might. And then he does what Scherzer does. He's like, thank you very much. I'm gonna go and do my other thing, go somewhere else. That's how many how that, many
1: prospects and what and what kind of pitcher do you need for the for the three guys that we've mentioned? Wow. Is it two prospects in your last starter, or is it two prospects in a middle reliever? Like Verlander's worth three picks, right? Yeah.
0: I mean the Mets would have to. Right? The Mets would have to take get a lot for Verlander. At it? least three picks. Exactly. At least, at least probably two prospects and a number one draft pick. If that's been the case in baseball, I don't know much about baseball draft stuff. Yeah, I don't know how round so mo- usually it's so players, mo- but yeah. yeah, you can get picks because because if you get number one draft pick in baseball. It's not like the NBA where you get to see the talent that's actually progressing in the way that you wanted to progress. For baseball, you can get a number one draft pick from college or you can get a number one draft pick that from high school. And if you get a guy from high school, he looks great, but we don't know if he's good at all. We're just assuming he's good because he has good stats in high school. But high school and going to college and in, into pros, it's a whole different perspective, totally different.
1: Well, and then the other thing is, you know, whatever you, if you do trade for a first-round pick, you're trading with a team that's going to be the 27th, 28th, and 29th pick. Yeah,
0: so – Look, I really do think that – I really do think that Snail should go – Snail, you know, another team that they can go to is Boston for Snail. I mean, that's – I mean, and maybe – I mean, ever since everyone's gone back to the old teams, you could send them back to Tampa. I mean, that's another thing that you have to understand. like Players are not afraid to go back to where they started. So I wouldn't be surprised, let's say in let's say in two years from now, the Tigers are a game and a half from first place. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed Verlander for the rest of the half of the year and said, You can go wherever you want to go, but we just need you the second half of the year. And he probably would do it. Just because he's from just because he's starting Detroit. And that'd be a great way for him to He's actually a White Cap. Yeah. Well, I don't think he actually played with the White Caps.
1: I have his autograph when he was at the Whitecaps. What was
0: it? A, a um, was it because he was um, injured and came back in ten day? I don't think he. I don't think he's ever had to go to tr- to a single A baseball. I don't remember. I think he started in double A or triple A because he had an arm already. I
1: don't remember,
0: but, but all he
1: right. was down in there doing either a rehab start or something.
0: So let's let's talk about this guy named Lance Lynn. who's going to the The Dodgers Dodgers. and the White Sox get I don't know who the hell they got
1: the Thompson kid which is Clay Thompson's brother and I'm just bedaffled about this because as a White Sox fan we drafted this kid in 2015 and we had him for like two years I don't know one year then we traded him to another team then we decided oh fuck let's get him back in 2020 (laughs) 18 Okay. Let's sell him again. <laughs> Let's sell him again, and now we're here five years later, making a trade with the Dodgers, with Lance, with Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, yeah. which is kind of ironic and funny here because Joe Kelly was with the Dodgers before, so yeah. Dodgers reunite Joe Kelly, and so, we get Thompson for the third fucking time.
0: So, so Joe Kelly's got
1: a, he's a middle reliever. He's got a four point nine one average. And he is yeah, that one that is very controversy about. Uh, he painted his shoes that one time and got really fined and said, uh, "Free um, that pitcher that used to play with the um, Cleveland Indians slash Guardians when he threw the ball into the outfield and he oh, drew all his over name? his name.
0: What's his name? I'll be. Uh, uh, what's his name? He, he uh, threw but, it all the way uh, out. Jeez, uh, ble- oh, yeah, that guy. That oh, Jesus, I, I'm, but, not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to get into that right now. But look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Sengard." So the Guardians get Singard, and Singard is a horrible pitcher.
1: Well, he was great with the Mets before he got injured.
0: Yeah, but he's hurt now. I mean, he's never gonna be the same ever again. If you're hurt like that all the time, you know. I mean, I think if I have this right, Singard is got a one and four record, seven point six one six ERA, and hasn't and pitched all season long. And that's not been good. And let's go back for a second to Lance. Uh, Lane Lance Lance Lynn and one thing I think is impressive about him is that he's got for the Dodgers is that he's got 144 strikeouts which is yeah he's
1: got potential to strike people out yeah
0: but I guess I guess by what I've been reading is that the Dodgers don't need him to be the ace pitcher they just need someone in there just to keep the ship rolling and turn the middle of the lineup just With get them to the
1: five innings that's all they need i think yeah, exactly. i mean stop boy are the dodgers buyers and sellers i mean look at how and then they brought ek ran hernandez back like that's that's five players they've gotten rid of or or four or five players that they've gotten rid of or traded because i'm not going to mention every single prospect that they had on that team because i don't care i'm sorry and i don't know fucking triple a players <laughs> wow.
0: well let's put it this way not trying if to be an ass, but... If all the teams that that Sean likes the most, it's uh, the it's the Black Sox from the, from uh, Shy Sh- Sh- town Of all the things he likes in the world, it's the team that was never going to prosper in the next five, ten years. Which is kind of weird to say that because you're talking about trading Cease. Now, if I was the White Sox, I would not trade Cease. You know why? Because he's going to be your foundation They're
1: talking about getting rid of fucking everybody. They're talking about getting rid of our shortstop Tim Anderson too. I know but they really should Which be. I mean I the two players I don't the three players I don't want to get rid of technically is Dylan Cease, Lewis Robert because he was in the home run derby and Tim Anderson. But they're Jerry Reinstoff, I mean it's just like the fucking Bulls. Um sell 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 sell.
0: Well here's a here, well here's a fine note about the Bulls reason why he was doing that is because he wanted to create a dynasty that kept going and didn't want to hit a, a, a he didn't want the team to hit a brick wall and then be a disaster as like they are now. So he was trying to become the next Boston Celtics. So you keep rotating players in and out so that your dynasty Yeah, how'd that away. work out with him
1: Fucking Jimmy Butler make it to two NBA fucking finals. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan's
0: in the job. Nah I don't care. We shouldn't say stuff like that. Probably hates it. Could you imagine if you're not? If people keep saying that shit, and you know who's your dad? And your dad's a complete loser. Who's your daddy? Yeah, I mean, look, Butler got screwed out of his whole childhood because his mom would, didn't want a responsibility for her own actions. He was he, living on the streets. Mother of the year, folks. Good job, Butler's mother. Just
1: a lot of people hate uh, Butler, but that kid went through some lot of shit, dude. Oh yeah, he's that's why he's such then a he went guy. to Marquette. Yeah. Good school.
0: They're just like Dwayne Wade, and I didn't ever know that Dwayne Wade went to a market until you told me. But I didn't really don't follow college basketball for that reason. I watch it for the March Madness and the whole hype thing. But going on, let's talk about this prudential trade. St. Louis Cardinals will probably give up Paul Goslem. Goldsmont. Goldsman. This is huge. Like T- this to is the Phillies. this
1: is massive. Like he has not been with another team since the Arizona Diamondbacks. And St. Louis
0: was supposed to be the great team and they didn't. they never
1: made it to the championship when they got Paulie. No, but the
0: thing about this the Cardinals are filing in a brick wall. The Cardinals the St. Louis Cardinals has a problem with a catcher, Contreras. How
1: shitty? I, I don't understand how this team is this shitty because no, they got Paul of... Goldschmidt, they got Wilson Contreras, fucking being an idiot. They got... They got old pitchers. Nolan Arenado at third base. They got
0: old pitchers. They got Juan, Wayne, Wayne, what's his name?
1: Yeah, he did that little somersault yesterday. Yeah, what's his <laughs> name? Adam <laughs> Wainhart.
0: Waynehart. he's old. And you got a catcher who has, from the Cubs, Contreras, that is not that smart. I don't think he's that smart behind the plate, and I think that a lot of the pitchers, in my point of view, who are who are pitching to him during the games, they're always on the on the two different notes. One wants a fastball, the other wants a curveball, and I mean that's why Molina, when he was there, he just knew his pitchers, and that's not what's happening now. They have to find a new captain on that I, team. I
1: I agree with you about Contreras. Is just because. You know, before he got traded to St. Louis, which is like Michael Jordan going to the fucking Pistons. Um, it, when he left, his shitty comment about, oh, I'm so happy to get out of Chicago. Fucking Chicago loved him. Like, at that last game, he came back, was clapping or whatever. Now, I don't blame Chicago for fucking booing him every time they, he comes to town. Like, that town was wanted to keep Gutierrez. They and, wanted to. And then, and and you know he what? turns into a douchebag.
0: Well, you know what? And... Because Contrast isn't the catcher that won the World Series with the Cubs. Because Ross, the manager, was there. You, you gotta understand, like, the Cubs is a really difficult fan base for them to boo you.
1: Their it whole, takes a lot of talent. Like they, they can be four 50, They can be as bad as the Tigers and lose ninety effing games. Yeah, but to pick out an individual player, even if you. Beat your wife. Sorry, I'm not trying to be dramatic here in domestic violence. Or even if you did speeding and went to jail, that team fucking loves you. Like they're yeah. gonna be back you. Like yeah. it is hard to get booed in Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like especially with the Cubs and White Sox, you can get booed all the time.
0: Well, the Cubs, the Cubs are like
1: most loyal fans, other than Boston, maybe. Both well, same.
0: well, the Cubs are like a lot like Detroit Lions fans. You can be a a horrible. Oh, You can be a great player, and you can get traded, and we'll still applaud you. And then we even if you lose games because you're a Detroit Lions player, we'll probably be pissed off in the next 24 hours. But by the next Sunday, we'll, we'll applaud you every time you come in. And... Look what happened. Like, you guys still love
1: Matthew Stafford.
0: Oh, hell yeah, we do. You,
1: you don't blame him for leaving and no, going to no, the Super Bowl. No, and
0: we should have, and we wanted Barry Sanders to leave to go to a Super Bowl team and Calvin Johnson, but by the time they wanted to leave their one's ankles were completely gone, and the other's kneecaps were completely gone.
1: The Detroit organization tries to take care of their players and try to get some well, you know, different, now, well, I mean, to trade them to a winning team no, after. they should have. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty dumb for Contreras to be that ignorant about. Well,
1: it took him less than a week and a half to say, "I'm so happy to be in St. Louis. No. I don't care about Chicago anymore."
0: Well, you know what? I really think it's because he didn't have that success of the of Bobby Ross.
1: He wasn't even that good in Chicago.
0: I know, but thing is, like, at, okay, this is what's going to probably happen to the Chicago Cubs organization. They're going to they, probably
1: make the playoffs this year. No, no, without
0: no, no, I'm talking about the over over next twenty years if the cubs keep winning and make the playoffs every 3 years and then they win another two world S- series that could be really that could be a really fragile thing for the Cubs base because if they're expected to win they may not and if they start losing like years and years in a row their fan base may leave because now they have expectations to win the whole idea for them to lose is because they would love both losers so it was okay for them to lose. So the fan base, when they came there, they went there to see Wrigley Field and watch a crappy baseball team. And they didn't care they lost. But now that they're winning, now they might have a little bit more ex- expectation on guys like Contreras that he doesn't perform that well. And then the paper, the Chicago Press or wherever the newspaper from Chicago is, they made a ra- written couple of... Uh, Articles about how he's not a team player or he's not a great player or whatever. And maybe Contreras has got a little butthurt. I mean, if you if you're not in the Yankee organization, you don't live the Metro Yankee New York world, and you get traded to the Yankee, you better understand that that they're gonna come down at you hard. Randy Johnson can handle it. He got he was a New York Yankee for six months I mean less than six months and he wanted out of there within three months of the season started over the, over 20 years ago so Contreras I think he's just a bit of a baby and I think St. Louis is a good place for him but St. Louis is a, a you're, you're expected to be a great catcher after filing Molina you cannot fail if you come any closer failing they'll ship you out and Contreras his contract may be
1: Opposite league by the end of the year, they he, 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 he It was hard to foul him. There's no there's no Molina. I don't know mm-hmm. who I could even. I mean Contreras isn't even the best catcher in the league. No, you
0: know. no. I mean that kid from from Baltimore is better than.
1: Contreras Brushman, Yeah, how he can switch hit and hit yeah. home runs.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he's, and he's only in this rookie second year third maybe second third, or third second third year and he's a hundred times better than Contreras. But let's talk about the other Tigers who might be going well let's make it obvious Baez, he's probably gone because they don't want a contract with him for next seven years that'd be kind of stupid to keep a guy that's not gonna be there for seven years even though he's been coming through for Detroit and they might and if they if they trade him it might blow reunited
1: to the cubs no because danby swan danby Swansea's there so they won't didn't couldn't use him no
0: no, they just – I think this whole reunion stuff is, well, fictional and fairy tale kind of stuff. I don't think it's really possible. But Michael Lanson, that used to play for the uh, Anaheim Angels. An- Angels, and when we got him, he started horrible, and now he's pitching pretty well. He could be on a trading block. I mean, again, you got that – He's Ro- the only
1: all-star you guys had.
0: I know, and we have the Rodriguez, Edward Rodriguez.
1: Under the, under the, under the,
0: That made no sense. You just offended every person who speaks Spanish or in Latin American or South America country in the world. Now I'm gonna only have one listener instead of three. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh The time you say that. Can you st- can you tell that Sean's white and Dutch? He's a hairy monster. He's pretty much Bigfoot. So so yeah, I mean look, Rodriguez you go and trade him because he's not gonna be there for the next three or four years. He's on his second year contract. Is he year. good
1: enough for the Yankees to pick up? No. Oh yeah, no. Oh, or Rodriguez?
0: Rodriguez, yeah, another left hander. Okay. Yeah, you want I mean, I mean it wouldn't cost
1: the Yankees that much to get Rodriguez.
0: No, I mean we'll probably get maybe I would just take the cash. AAA player? Yeah, want AAA player because that way you can put money, you can keep the money aside and for a substantial contract. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But I do, I, I mean, we already like kind of talked about Blake Sneal, about where he's going to go, where he should go, where he should not stay
1: with the Padres. What do, what do we got for some of the hitters coming out that could be available? Uh he said something about Tim Anderson. White Tim Anderson, Sox. White Sox, a good a good shortstop. I think you got C.J. Crone from the Rockies. He's a big fat guy. He's a first baseman. Yeah. So I mean, people could, if they want some hitters, they could go after those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, baseball right now is going now. It's going to hit August. Now you're going to hit the the the, the, high, the what's it the high day the hot days of summer. Yeah. So. This is where the so ball carries so this is where yeah, this is where the teams will make it or break it for sure I've been told by June Teams do that already, but it didn't happen this year Everyone's still kind of fit in everyone's still here and there and of course We can't not talk about the women's World Cup Da, 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 da.
1: The World Cup was on Wednesday.
0: And let's talk about America. America almost got their butts kind of smeared by the Dutch.
1: That's embarrassing. Um, you know, obviously Dutch people usually like to save their money and uh, don't spend money. But what that? Have anyway, to do with soccer. <laughs> soccer. Netherlands goes up and won nothing in the first like 15, 20 minutes. USA is on a rope. So getting a lot of shots on goal. We don't score at all in the first half. And then Lindsey Horan's got to save the fucking day. He scores a goal in like, you know, 60, 65 minutes, which is only like 25, 30 minutes left in the game just to get a push one to one. I don't, I mean, I know that we don't need to worry yet, especially with a couple of the other upsets. I mean, Germany losing to Colombia. Colombia and France having a huge upset against Brazil. Yeah. So, the. The girls are still favored to win it all. They are. But this, this makes is, them take a step back.
0: Well let's, well, let's put it this way. I think you have to expect different, especially in the last 20 years. 20 years ago, they had the team of the century, and they just killed everyone, and everything that walked in front of them, they just destroyed them. 7-0, one It was... It was a massacre. It was, it was like America decided to conquer the world.
1: And that's when the girls were a little bit younger. And, I, and this is when I'm going to bring up the name real fast. Megan Rappahoe. Just sit down, play your minutes, and shut the fuck up. Because, um, yes, you are truly one of the greatest players of all time with Alex Morgan. And, I mean, I hope is not playing right now, but she was one of the greatest either also. Um, but, you know... Let's stop worrying about your political bullshit, you know, not, I mean, why not dropping the flag on the ground and shit like that. Play the minutes the coach tells you to play. You would not have made any difference in this game if you would have got an extra five minutes.
0: Okay. So in other words, if you're an athlete, there's really no reason for your political stance, which, all right, I'm not going, I'm not going to defender. I'm not She's doing, probably
1: more worried about scissoring. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> Sorry, my bad. She was ready to get together with her swim swim cash. All right, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about let's change the subject. <laughs> Anyway, World Cup, World Cup America's women's team plays Wednesday morning. If you don't have to work that day, it's 3 a.m. in the morning on Fox. I mean, me and Andre will not be up for that one until the last like, 15, 20 minutes at 4.45 or 5 o'clock. Look, let's
0: talk about <laughs> the the college football pick of the year.
1: Well, first of all, college football starts... Um August twenty sixth. First That's game is at on. Yep. August twenty sixth. Notre Dame plays Navy and there's a couple other games on there that are the, the school, the blinds, you know, whatever. But the very next week um <laughs> You're you're offending everybody. <laughs> the very next week we get to have Dion Sanders on national TV in the in the Pac twelve. Um with his two boys, all the recruits that he stole, stole away from that jackass, Nick Saban in Alabama, um, and they're playing TCU, the team that knocked off the University of Michigan um, in that Final Four. Uh, they opened up as Vegas odds. You're talking of, about the playoff? Yeah, the I know, playoff. but I'm talking about – Colorado Buffs play TCU this year, September second. The original spread was plus seventeen half and a half for Colorado. And it now, is now plus twenty and a half. TCU is not going to beat Colorado by twenty-one points. There's no way. No way it's gonna happen. Um but think about it. Because about they don't have their quarterback and they don't have that number one running back that they had the year before.
0: Okay. So you think that take the spread. So do you think you really think that Deion Sanders Colorado team, is going to have their shit together for the second week. First game. First, first game. game of the week. First game of the year. Well, here's the here's Against the two, TCU.
1: Here's the two things. First of all, TCU does not have their original quarterback that took that team that beat Michigan. They don't have that same running back. They don't have that same running back. Deion Sanders is a proven, proven Good coach, proven, great player. I mean, we even when we were at Pepinos this week, we were talking about some of the greatest players of all time. And Deion Sanders came up uh, against Bo Jackson and Ooh. all of the greatest players of all time. Just the way his mind works. You're I'm not I'm not saying that Colorado's gonna win this game, but you're asking you're telling me that they're gonna lose by three touchdowns? No. Ooh. Plus Originally, even Michigan and Michigan State, right? Before I go back to Colorado. Michigan is favored by 35 points in that first game, right? Or 34 points. Originally the first game, it's all these twerks. You're trying to figure everything out, all this stuff. A lot of those spreads don't get covered in the first game. Exactly. So 21 points. It's originally 20.5. You want to play safe, bump it up a point, put 140 on it to win 240. I personally think they're going to win... Covered the 20 and a half. So you put 110 and you win 210. Like, it, that's the bet of the week. And then, then then, then they're dumb enough to say that Nebraska's going to meet Colorado the very next week and Colorado's at home. And Colorado's getting eight and a half in that game. Yeah. That's a while away.
0: Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that's a – I think that there's got to be something to it that the FanDuel and DraftKings and all these casinos really think that TCU is just going to overpower – Colorado. Twenty-one points is a lot of points. Yeah, but I, you know, what's funny is that you have to understand that these casinos—they
1: know what they're doing. They they're, have everybody punch they, numbers.
0: They're running numbers, and it's not based on their feelings. It's based on stats.
1: And, and it went up three points, and you automatically get now. Think about this: anybody that doesn't know anything about gambling when you are at home or a neutral site. The team that's on the bottom already gets a three-point bump so technically they're saying TCU is going to win by twenty-three and a half. and okay. if you're a home team you get a three-point bump so really when that that game ends up happening between Nebraska and Colorado they're really saying Nebraska is going to win by 11 and a half okay. fuck no okay
0: okay I like that I like I like how we uh, discuss that and uh, um, and I will be at Michigan's first four games and um, delivering hamburgers to other players, because I did not work for Michigan. I think so, it was just
1: from McDonald's, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll
0: I'll go to Culver's or I'll or go, Smashburger, or you know, Smashburger, and I'll and I would deliver deliver personally deliver cheeseburgers to all the players, and then making sure Jim Harbaugh is not there, because that's a... That's four-game suspension violation <laughs> for giving hamburgers to some kid. Didn't know that was a illegal. Element of, of justice in the NCAA. Whatever way you want to try to stop the greatest team in the world,
1: it's probably as much as I love my Michigan State Spartans, it's probably going to fire that team up, and it's they're going to come out real strong. And some of these teams that they're playing are probably going to get massacred.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am kind of disappointed. I'm just saying, some of these teams are going to get massacred. Actually, you know what? I am. We we were just looking at, at Michigan's schedule. I am a little bit disappointed at how weak our schedule is because that doesn't actually help us. And that doesn't – even if we blow out every team by 40 points, that doesn't help us because we still got to play Michigan State. We still have to play
1: Penn State. We still have to play – And you don't have Ohio Wisconsin State. and Iowa on your schedule. Yeah, year. and I wish – You wish you did probably. I wish we had one of the two at yeah. least. Yeah. But we probably on the I mean you guys would beat them, but a nice road win against Iowa or Wisconsin would be huge
0: Yeah, and that's something I you know I told you earlier today that next year. It's gonna be totally different Totally with different with
1: USC and UCLA. In
0: yeah, I know what I'm still kind of annoyed by this idea of me Gonna have to take a nap on a Saturday with all college football next year and then you have to take a nap at four o'clock in the afternoon.
1: So you can stay up till one.
0: So I can stay up to one to watch the USC. My Michigan. gosh, I I would strongly suggest the Michigan University semi tickets to every West Coast game, so I don't have to take naps.
1: So since we're talking about the lovely state and the lovely University of Michigan other than cheeseburgers in next week's, next year's season. It was announced this week that when they come to East Lansing, it's going to be under the lights at 7.30. Yeah, so, that's kind of cool. Um,
0: First time for everything for Michigan State.
1: It's October 21st. <laughs> they have had a night game there before. But that's the thing like is, uh, as much as I love my Spartans, I think one thing that would benefit the Michigan Wolverines is – because they don't have Iowa and Wisconsin on the schedule. They don't have it either? Neither. If they can come into East Lansing and beat them, I mean, oh. we all know that a rival oh. game usually ends up being closer than 14 points. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. But if they can come into East Lansing and win by 21, that is really going to help them.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm okay. just saying, I, I, I'm not trying to be biased. If they can come in and beat Michigan State Spartans by 21 points, that is going to really help them.
0: Well, okay. Well, here's the real question for you because you're a State fan. What gives you the idea that Michigan State's not you give the projection that they'll we'll probably lose by let's say seven, we'll probably 14, lose by four, 14, ten, 14. fourteen. But so, what's the problem with Michigan State? If you were you're, oh, well, we should have never
1: hired fucking Melvin Tucker.
0: I mean, he didn't yeah, I mean, hear his contract, he kicked us, he kicked Michigan's ass. I guess for he two has years. two out of two, two out of
1: three, right? Yeah,
0: and so he did a pretty good job. So, what's I, you know, what I'm surprised by him. Is that what happened last year? That mis- the locker
1: room was really shitty.
0: So I'm kind of surprised that he, it, they all went crazy or mental for a second. And I thought that his team was going to be much more mature. Just kind of like uh, – uh, And
1: like I said, I joke about how you know your cheeseburgers and stuff, but we were way, we were really in the wrong that year. Like that locker room thing is absolutely bad. I do, have, But I want to play devil's advocate not just because of Michigan State – when Ohio State comes through and Penn State comes through, it's the only stadium that you walk through the same fucking doors, which is pretty stupid. You know, no, I'm just saying. Not.
0: No, because you know what? You have to remember when sports started in college, it was just for like a another class, another another like uh, inter- intermediate uh, sport. Then Rutgers and Pitt uh, and Princeton started that whole college football thing, and it became bigger. No. No, I'm sorry, Rutgers and Princeton. So it became bigger and bigger and became what it is now. But to be honest with you, sports isn't there for kids to be projecting themselves to be athletes. Sports is there for them to do something on the side and then get their college degree and then move on after their professional league.
1: Okay, you're right. That's
0: only like, and you got to understand, of all the college players who are playing sports, Especially, let's talk just about the men right now.
1: There's
0: 1%. There's only 1%. So when you go in there and you get all emotional and you start throwing helmets at some kid because you got your ass kicked, you have your uh, agendas or your uh, common sense and a whole different perspective. You're not there to make it so that you make the NFL. If you're talented, yeah, you could. Which I want to say this, and I'll say this again. If you, you, you either have it or you don't, you there's no, there's no travel league system that's going to make you make into the majors. There's no travel league in hockey, there's no travel league in it in football. You know what? You're going to see kids that have never been on travel league and they're just going to kick ass and they're making. But the would you, basketball.
1: would you say this though, like if you're talented and you get a full ride, um, especially, especially running backs, um. At least get that degree because I mean, running backs only last five to seven years. Because once you're done at 32, 33 years old, at least you have a degree.
0: Well, let's talk about that guy who's
1: retiring. Sonny Michelle. Yeah, he played for the, he played for the Saint Louis. Or, sorry. For uh, for the, the, the L. No, the, well, he did. Yes, he played for the Patriots and then he played for the Rams. He only has five years in the in the league, but he's he's going out on a high note. I mean, I, well, he wasn't good. The Rams weren't good last year, but he's got two rings. Yeah. So but running I, backs don't last. Well, um, yeah.
0: But that's a good example of some guys. And I don't he,
1: know if he got a degree or not. I don't know. No,
0: but uh, that would be a perfect example if he did de- get a degree. He'd be a great spokesman for all kids, not just black kids, but white kids who think, well, I'm going to make it to the majors and uh, to the NFL and to the NHL. No. He's a good He's a good example for saying, hey, you know what? If you're going, if you're going to go to college, if they give you a full ride, if they're going to give you – if they go and give you something to play the college sport, at least do it so that you get a degree so that you can enjoy the rest of your life.
1: Because as much as you love sports and I love sports, right? If I retired from a sports, and even if I was doing the correct things financially, that I could make it to 50 or 65 years old, right? If I had yeah. enough money and I could support my family and all this shit, right? Yeah. I think I would be bored out of my fucking mind for 35 years doing nothing. Yeah. Like if I didn't have something to do. Yeah. I mean unless I they were gonna hire me for sports broadcasting or something like that. Yeah. But which some of the players do. But mm-hmm. I can't make I wouldn't be able to sit at my house for, you know, every every no. day, seven days a week.
0: No, like uh like what's that linebacker from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers years ago, Lynch.
1: Yeah, with the now he's with um
0: now he's with the four ers and now
1: uh, because you brought that up he's a good, Frank Frank Gore one of the be- great running backs that was in the league for sixteen seventeen years like six different teams his last team was the Colts I think yeah and now he's actually going to be with Lynch yeah and you know what and I mean, that's fine too if you can get back into the NFL and be an assistant coach okay yeah. but if you're not
0: yeah if you're not you're not so I mean look you have to just understand that sports is one element of your life. It's one little journey. It's a little pathway. And it was great when you're young. And you had a lot of fun. And someone paid you to play sports and in, in the professional level. And it's time to move on. And that's always the way to, to look at it. However, speaking of more of the NFL, we got Jonathan Taylor wants to go.
1: Yeah, I'm demanding a trade. Because. I, his, just because. His team stinks. Well, they stink and I guess. I mean, he wants have- to follow footsteps in uh, John Elway and uh, good old. Uh, you talking about Eli Manning. I mean, because obviously before they were drafted, they could dictate where they fucking go. Before that, that's why I highly did. I mean, I, when you're when a team, at least he got drafted by the Colts. You know, I mean, it wasn't like John Elway saying, "Okay, I'm not going to play for you," or you know, Eli Manning, "Okay, I'm not going to play for the San Diego Chargers." Well, I think that had to do with. It. I- me, it's that, bullshit, though. I that, mean, you should not be able to dictate where the fuck you go. That was his. That's
0: the Manning, the Archie Dad bullshit. You know why he did that? Because the both of the sons would have been playing on the same division, same in AFC. If if was if, Peyton
1: Manning on the no, but he was at the Colts.
0: Peyton Manning is with the Colts, and if he the Chargers. if, if Eli Manning was playing with the Chargers, they would have gone pa- both pathways to the into the playoffs. So the way to avoid that is to have one in the NFC and the one in the AFC. It had nothing to do with San Diego. It had to do with Archie making sure that big brother and little brother wouldn't get into a fiasco and mom and dad couldn't decide which team they want to pick because they taught the kids to be little brats, which I do think Peyton Manning is a little hilarious.
1: Well, the better – we since we are talk about the Mannings for a second. Well, anyway, Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. But if he does go, you still got Cook out there and you got Josh Jacobs. But I don't – I mean, Taylor is young, so he might go somewhere. But because we're on the Mannings, mm-hmm. we'll go back to college football for a second. You know the little baby brothers at Texas, right? Yeah. So does Texas get over this hump and not be 7-5 and five or, you know?
0: You know, I don't know how well – I just don't know how well – and his name is Eli Manning, too, right?
1: Art, no. Something Manning.
0: Well, the Texas Manning, Archie's great, uh, Archie's grandson, I think there's a lot to expect out of him because he could be a flop.
1: They say he's actually more talented than Peyton and Well, I mean. Eli, but, I mean, can you be more talented than one Super Bowl champion that's going to no, be? No, I mean, like. Both of them are Hall of Famers, right?
0: Yeah. Well, both to be. I don't think. Uh, or they will be. I don't think Eli is there yet, because I don't know why. I don't think he's there yet.
1: But would you say though, if if Peyton gets in, if Eli does not get in, it's kind of bullshit because Eli has two Super Bowls while Peyton only has one.
0: No, I think he, no, he's got two. He's got he one won with Denver. he got one with the Colts and one one with the uh, oh. with the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they won him with the Colts. Oh, okay. With with uh, Harrison, who is now in prison. And his son's Ohio State kid.
1: He could foul in the footsteps of uh, please. Claret. I just, please. We all know some of the Please,
0: please, Harrison.
1: You want him to screw it up before they play Michigan.
0: No, I'm hoping he stays healthy so that Detroit has a way to draft him. But we won't get a chance to because we'll. No, pro- because
1: you guys will be a playoff team, so we'll there's we'll no pro- way you're going to be able to touch we'll Harrison. We're
0: we'll projecting. Well, I'll trade half of our offensive players for him. He's a beast. If he's like anything like his father, and I've seen him play against Michigan, and he just knows how to run his routes. He's well, got 90%, hands. Ninety percent of got a uh, body for a football player. Ninety
1: percent of the players that go to Ohio State can make Michigan, Michigan their bitch.
0: But yeah, but a lot of those guys don't make it well in the NFL, especially the receivers. Have you ever heard a receiver go in the NFL like, "Oh, he's great"? Hell no. Even the quarterbacks.
1: The quarterbacks are dog shit. It's usually.
0: St- who who's who's in the NFL now that just got drafted? Strout Strout C.J. Strout? Yeah, he's going stink. Their he's, best
1: players are the linebackers. The one for
0: linebackers and right. the offense and defense line guys. That's something that Michigan. Dob is, J.K. Dobb is pretty good for the, yeah.
1: rookie, or the uh, Ravens. One
0: thing, one thing about one thing about Ohio State, and Michigan, is that if you're looking for the offense and defense guys. Those are, the, those are the two schools you go after And even Wisconsin In the Big Ten Iowa you're going to get a lot of hustle Guys who are maybe not the greatest Iowa NFL.
1: is a tight end school Yeah but if, they build, Come yeah. on they have pulled out some of the best tight ends In the NFL Alone yeah. Hall of Famers mm-hmm. Iowa
0: Who's the Hall of Famer you're talking about Iowa Yeah
1: The Hall of Famers for Iowa
0: Yeah Show me, show me. You say tight end. Yeah. Who's the tight end besides I I got Kelsey on top of my head. Hawkinson is just this third-year guy. He's not in Hall of Fame. He's still playing NFL. Kittle, I know Kiddo's not from Iowa. I mean, who? Who is Iowa's Hall of Fame tight ends? I could see maybe offensive defense line guys. If you want... If you want beefy white guys who know know how to play football, you go to the Big Ten. Offense and defense line guys.
1: Well, I mean the ones that are optionable to be Hall of Famers. Who? Well, some of the ones you just named.
0: Yeah, but that's Hawkinson. That's one. Kittle didn't go there. Kittle is part of the best. Yeah, Dallas Clark. Yeah. And think about it. And you got Kelsey. Kelsey didn't go there. Look, whatever whatever this is going. If you don't know much about football, you if you're a football guy going into coaching and you want to draft pick somebody.
1: Yes, he did. George Kettle went. To, was from fucking Iowa. He wa- He was he, a Hawkeye. He was. Yes, twenty twenty twelve. No way. Told you.
0: Oh wow. So Kittle, Kittle has a. He's is probably the only. Hall of Famer tied in for Iowa, then, because I don't know anyone else from Iowa. I really don't know anybody from Iowa that is in the Hall of Fame. Probably maybe the 1960s.
1: I don't know. So, but Kelsey was from Cincinnati, right? I think. Yeah.
0: So let's think about this. Think about it.
1: So Kettle, kettle's is one of them. All right,
0: let's think about
1: it. We got. So I was a little bit wrong on part of it too, but at least yeah. I got at least I got Kettle. So. I'll
0: admit what I'm wrong. So the the Patriots have a bad habit for going after players who are done with their career. Ezekiel. <laughs> you really do. I don't yeah,
1: know. The Cinco, yeah, the Chad Ocinco, Randy but,
0: Johnson. But Randy Johnson was pretty... Not
1: Randy Johnson, Randy Moss. Randy Moss, yeah.
0: So basically, I don't know if Belichick is going senile or if he's always been senile and he thinks he can get one more ounce out of... ounce of athletic playing time for Ezekiel. I'm going to tell you this, folks. I'm going to tell you this. What makes Ezekiel different than Emmitt Smith is that Emmitt Smith ran like it was last time he was ever going to run a football. He would go right between the tackles, and he would use his leg, and he was not always the greatest running back of all the time. I'm not even saying that about Emmitt Smith, but if I needed a player from Dallas Cowboys, he was going to give me an extra three and a half yards after getting – Hit the first time in the backfield. I would take I Emmitt mean, Smith. You know what happens? You take uh, Ezekiel. You got You get him a a little bump on the shoulder, and you go, "Eh," and then that's where you're like. What's that sound? Oh, is that Ezekiel on the And then he falls over.
1: Okay, so time out. Zeke Elliott is one of the best running backs blocking. He is a great blocker, and he can defend your quarterback. So problem him. is Mac Jones sucks.
0: So then change him to a fullback.
1: But he can still run.
0: So what based on what? He can't I'm run. I'm not saying
1: he's the best in the world, but he can block. Dude, he's He, he still, can help he can give your quarterback a little more time still to work. hit your receivers. Like Juju Schuster, baby. Juju's gonna split some look, numbers up no, this look, year. Look, look, Juju.
0: Look, Ezekiel still cuts his shirt in half, so you can see his partial abs. Like he's a like I don't know what he's trying to prove to the world. Like he's got stomach problems. That's
1: one of your favorite um, universities in Jose. Oh my gosh,
0: Jesus. The communist part of the United States, Ohio State. I shouldn't say that. We have seven presidents that came out of of Ohio, state of Ohio, which said something.
1: So they got a lot of smart people in Ohio.
0: Common sense people in
1: Ohio. Seven out of what? We're on the 44th president? 47th, 46th. That's like 12%, buddy. I know. So
0: Ohio's got to do something. I mean, Ohio's doing something right about about well, picking their politicians pretty well
1: that's fifteen percent that's a good that's a huge number yeah we only got one Our by friend. default Ford
0: we love you Ford I love him too but the only
1: reason he ended up getting to be a president is because Nixon wanted to fucking do Watergate Yep. Yeah. so but he's a great president I'm not taking anything away from him but he would have never been a president if it wasn't for six and yeah. Well, I, think, I am not involved, like Pinocchio, his fucking nose grows. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really
0: think that, to be honest with you, a little bit of politics. I really think that Ford would have won his uh, his election year. Probably, it, he's if, a good man. If if he allowed the Supreme Court or the court, court the the the, uh, the court system to prosecute uh, Nixon, if he did that. Everything would have changed, and he probably would have become president again. And Jimmy Carter would have never become president. So that's a fun fact to talk but
1: about. But, I mean, that's that's like you going up against. Um...
0: No, Jimmy Carter and, and J.R. Ford ran against each other, and, and everyone wanted to change. So they went for a peanut, a peanut uh, farm guy, and they went with him.
1: Because we did get into this politic thing, I had to make sure I looked this up to see if Ohio was number one. Ohio is not number one. They're actually number two. The state that produced the most presidents is Virginia. With eight.
0: Yeah, because you have uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Madison, um, Monroe, John Quincy Adams, John Adams, and then... I don't know the other two guys.
1: Look at that, six out of eight. That's a seventy-five percent churrito shooting without fucking looking it up. I'm proud of you. He well, he does know his shit. I know we talk about sports and stuff, and we get on politics and stuff. This is one of the smartest guys that I know. Really. I do like. I'm that. Not, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not trying to toot his horn. He is. I, he's he, he's pre- well. He's very well rounded. I appreciate. it. And be, I, would be and, and girls would love him.
0: But they don't. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that not going don't there. remind me. Well, that's what happened to my left hand. and broke. I'm not going to go there. She broke it or you put it somewhere and it got uh, broken. Uh, this is such a monstrous <laughs> thing to have.
0: I don't know. If someone told me that I should chop it off, it might be look better. But it may be look worse. So I think it's has the, anyone? Okay.
1: No. Since we're talking about this, has anyone ever, ever, ever said something like that to you? If you should just get a fake arm. I'm not being a dick, yeah, but it's because yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. But you know what they also want me
0: to do with my left hand is put it in a, like a position so it's like always like that position, or like this. Like you're waving at somebody or something. So it looks normal, but it's not. I mean, that's just weird. Look, if you have kids with disabled, be nice and be a good parent, and actually um, do your research before you have kids. Especially if you don't know if you have kids with Down syndrome or some form of disability or some form of uh, of. Um, uh, mental or physical uh, limitations do your research you're going I mean I don't know how to explain it to you it's a it's not an easy life but going back to sports we got one more month and the NFL starts playoff starts in about two to two to five days
1: so in preseason yeah, season agree. starts on Thursday. It's the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. So you got, even though they won't play, you got Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback, but he won't play, so we'll watch this. You know these quarterbacks that have only been in the league one or two years. And then we got the Browns with the rapist that likes to do the tuck and pull from the – Houston used to be with the Texans. Deshaun wants him. Um, I love how you throw
0: those uh, political uh, uh, genre moments in her podcast. Just – just just so enough that all you listeners are still in tune with today's uh, uh, criminal justice mecca of, the, of, our, of our society. So Crazy. anyway,
1: that's the first game of preseason. So I guess we're going to leave it at that. I think the Lions, do they play Friday? Yeah. Right? Or is it Saturday? We, we probably should. Okay. I know their first preseason game is, or maybe it's one week. Maybe no. it's one week later because they do that weird bullshit. But their first preseason game is against the Giants. I'm, so, not, I'm that, not. Sorry, that's next week, Friday, the 11th.
0: I'm not even excited to watch the uh, preseason. You know why? Because that in itself is such false hope. information. False hope and false information. Yeah, that's true. That one true. year when we won all playoff games, we went zero pre-season, and sixteen preseason games. We went zero and sixteen.
1: That was this one of the same years, not that one exactly, when the Patriots went zero and four and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, preseason so, doesn't
0: mean shit. So they do that purposely to get you all hyped up or not hyped up, or all nervous and all this shit. So I'm not even gonna watch the preseason games because I don't want to get involved in watching rookie players. Who mess up by accident because they're just rookie players. If I was on the football field, yeah, I would. I would do that. They, If they hired me to do that, i am like, yeah, I'll do that. But to watch it on TV and then listen to these announcers get all hyped up over nothing, it's not worth it.
1: Alright, anyway, but- it's 11.07. I gotta get ready to get to work to go watch the Whitecaps lose. Another lovely game because they've lost four out of five. And they may take the lead. They were up one nothing, and they were down 5-1 to one by the time I left. So, the West Michigan Whitecaps are in town today again. It's a 2 o'clock game. If you have kids, they can come run the bases. It's the Latino day today, so they'll have those Latino uniforms on. And maybe we can steal a victory. And
0: the Tigers are winning another 13 more games i need and i'll get my
1: actually you need 23 because you have 47 it's okay. not 60
0: so i need 23 more games and i'll get my 20 dollars from fando will
1: a five dollar bet
0: yeah which is kind of a weak bet four I mean, times
1: but it's plus four hundred. I,
0: I took that bet because like what team can't win 69 games
1: Ridiculous. It, that's his favorite number, sixty-nine. That's his favorite position. Wow! The and <laughs> everybody have a great Sunday and a wonderful week. We'll probably be back with you on Tuesday or Wednesday, folks. Thank you, thank you, Buzz
0: Sprout. Thank you for listeners. Thank you, Apple Podcast. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, everybody. Again, I said Buzz Sprout for. Distributed my podcast to all the three people out there. Three, you know who your three are. I love you. Tell your friends and family, please do me a favor. Adios.